Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I am Natalia O.L., your host, breath healer and holistic life coach for the modern awakened woman. In this podcast, we explore holistic awakening related topics. From feminine activation, cyclical wisdom, wellness, biohacking, alternative healing methods, to consciousness, magic, spirituality, personal development, and psychedelics. In this sacred space, you will find interviews with light leaders, juicy conversations, and live activations that will help you feel inspired and supported in your own holistic awakening journey. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I am Natalia O.L., the Breath Chica, your host, and it's my pleasure to be here with you today. If you are a new listener, welcome to this space. And if you are an ongoing listener, welcome, 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 and thank you for joining me once again in the podcast Before we dive into today's podcast, I want to give you a little update on what's going on in my life and some some of the lessons and insights that I am receiving as I move forward in life. I'm recording this intro from Florida, Orlando in the United States, where I am having a little holiday with my husband and we are really embracing our inner children by doing all the fun activities, going to Universal Studios and Disney and just taking in the beautiful sunshine here in Orlando. And what I found to be really interesting was that even after we planned this holiday and we knew that it was going to take a few uh, weeks to get through all the parks here in Florida, And even though both of us agreed that this was a a great holiday and uh, a lot of people do this holiday and that's why, you know, um, Orlando is such a famous place, I noticed myself really resisting having fun. I was resisting um, receiving this experience of human, pure, material enjoyment of going to theme parks, diving into the pleasure of the entertainment industry, diving into the pleasure of high adrenaline, roller coasters, and yeah, getting getting a costume of Minnie Mouse and just walking around and having your best your best life. And I thought this was really interesting because as I am a spiritually awake woman And I consider my job to sometimes get a little serious, right? Like I work with women who are unpacking their trauma, um, who are healing themselves at the deepest level. I am navigating psychedelic realms. I am doing breath work. I am communicating with the spiritual world. Sometimes when I transition into a more full human down-to-earth experience where I'm going to Volcano Bay water park here in Florida and I'm just hanging out with lots of people you know who are just having a normal holiday it takes me a little while to transition um, and to really allow myself to receive a human fun innocent experience and I notice myself having judgment and resistance towards this and I've been going through really embracing my inner child's desires, um, embracing the part of me that is human and is grounded in this reality and just wants to have fun and enjoy some random things that 27-year-old Natalia wants to do. So I just wanted to share that because I think it's relevant to remind ourselves that whether you are walking the spiritual path or not, um, whether you are doing really important, serious work in the world, that the purpose of life is to enjoy our experience and that even if there are 
things that are wrong with society and that we must change to create equilibrium and harmony and peace. There are other things about society that are pretty cool and that we have to allow ourselves to receive and to know that we are deserving of beautiful abundance and pleasure and joy and fun and that the, the, the way that experience is going to look like for you is very different from what it's going to look like for me and for my husband and for my friends and my family and your family and from different cultures right so yeah that's just a little transmission that I wanted to come through today um, in today's intro a little reminder to have fun whatever that looks like for you let's move on into introducing today's episode which is an epic conversation with a beautiful beautiful sweet wise soul called Danny Rem Danny is another breathwork facilitator whom I met in Costa Rica she comes from the Clarity Breathwork community and in today's conversation we unpack her spiritual awakening journey we talk about the power of breathwork healing breathwork awakening we talk about the importance of awakening to our sensitivity and embracing our sensitivity and our intuition to really live love life from our heart space we also talk about altered states of consciousness like plant medicine ceremonies and breathwork and how that can allow us to access deeper healing and deeper understanding of ourselves. And yeah, finally, we talk a little bit about how unpacking and shedding our conditioning might look like and the importance of having amazing mentors and healthy role models in our lives when we are walking this path of awakening of spirituality of coming back to self and healing and really loving the full version of ourselves so i hope that you love and enjoy this beautiful conversation and that you feel enlightened and inspired by today's transmission i will see you on the other side of this episode Hi, beautiful, beautiful Dani. Welcome to the Holistic Awakening podcast. I'm so delighted to have you here today. Uh, thank you, Natalia, so much for having me. I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to connect with you and to share with you today. And Dani, why don't you start us off today by telling us a little bit about your spiritual awakening and... Mm where you come from and dive us through your journey, you know, the different steps that have led you to where you are today, doing the beautiful, beautiful work you're doing in the world. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness, my spiritual awakening. <laughs> well, I think it all began... Um, when I was going into my sophomore year in college, actually, and I was actually, I was going through a really, really difficult time in my life. And I was in this really toxic relationship and just really suffering. And I started to look for answers um, because I was kind of like, you know, this is not how life is supposed to be. I don't think like, I think there's more, you know, and um so I started diving into Buddhism. I got really into Ram Das. I read the book, The Celestine Prophecy, and um, started going to this Buddhist temple and getting into meditation and, and energy work because it was helping me, you know, deal with my current circumstances. And um, I eventually then found psychedelics and acid and mushrooms and that just opened up like you know everything all these books I was reading everything made sense and um 
I really began to open my channel upwards and, and connect with these other realms and, and other beings and my higher self and just saw life in a, a totally new way. Um, and then from that point on, continued to meet um, just other teachers and healers who also like knew a lot about the experiences I was having because I was having all these like very strange, you know, encounters with spirits and energy and, you know, picking up on like others' energies and all these things I didn't know how to manage as a sensitive being. And I was luckily very um, supported in that way with, with the people I was finding. And this eventually led me to um, finding the breath work and really diving into my healing journey in that way. Um, and really beginning to unravel, you know, a lot of conditioning and things I had been through and begin to heal and integrate and become whole, you know, learning to love myself um, and all these different aspects of myself, not just the good parts of myself, but, but learning to integrate the shadow as well. And, you know, those more challenging aspects of ourselves um, that we have to learn to accept, you know, and love. And, and uh, when I went, I went down to Costa Rica to do my breathwork training. And I also began working with plant medicine down there and ayahuasca, San Pedro, peyote, mushrooms, um, cambo, frog medicine, all of it, just totally dive right in. And yeah. That's how I got to where I am right now, <laughs> out here in Hawaii. <laughs> um, I'm so totally jealous of Hawaii. It's my dream destination, totally. <laughs> you have to come visit. <laughs> yes, I will. Um, wow, what a powerful, beautiful story. So it sounded like you were awakening to this journey like on your own. And then in the path is when you encounter friends and teachers that could support you. So I find that super interesting because um, you're quite young and I'm assuming that this happened when you were even younger. So I'm just thinking um, of our younger listeners, you know, if they might be relating to your story, um, what what would you recommend to anyone who is perhaps a young woman or a young man that is feeling like perhaps it's a bit different from their friends, struggling in um, difficult situations, difficult relationships, and is not quite clear on what to do? Is there anything in particular that you would recommend for people to begin um, their own journey? Mm, that's a beautiful question. Yeah, I, the first thing that comes to my mind um, is to continue to just tune in and to trust yourself. Um, because that has been the biggest thing for me, I think, to continue on this journey and to go down this path um, and follow my heart. Because really, if you're if you're not listening to the internal messages, if you're not listening to where your heart is guiding you, you know, you, you're going to get off track or you're going to be pulled in all of these other directions in your life. And especially as a young person, you know, there's all this societal pressure to, to be this or to get here or, you know, get married, get this job. And it's like so much about coming back home to the heart and really listening um, to what your heart desires and, and where you're naturally being pulled and yeah just really feeling into that inner truth is so important um, and I think one of the best ways to do that um, and to get really clear on what that is for you is to spend time in nature I know I think back like being in college there were these woods that I would go to that were behind um, my dorm in my freshman year and it was so healing for me. And I was able to find so much stillness and really begin to 
shut out the outside noise and get really clear on where I was being called and where my intuition was leading me and what my heart was asking for, you know, not what my mind um, was thinking I should do or have or what my life should look like, but really where my heart was calling me. Mm, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. That really resonates. Um, in my own journey, I also had my life planned uh, when I was younger and I was very much in my masculine energy, you know, really going for it, really working and following the societal steps that were respected of me, right? Like getting a degree, getting a master's, doing all this work. And, um, and I, I really believe that when we don't listen to our internal desires and our internal truth, like problems manifest in the physical body. So we begin to have stress and anxiety, we develop eczema and other problems, you know, like period issues and all of these skin problems, hair, hair loss. And I myself have gone through some of those issues. And I find that my own healing journey, it's been a journey of letting go of what was not mine, like all the conditioning that I identified with that then I realized was not who I really was. And I wanna talk about how painful that can be because I know that a lot of people tend to feel like this longing to know themselves. They, they feel as you and I did when we were younger, like there's gonna be something else out there. Life's not sup supposed to be this way. But then we embark on this journey of awakening and there is this pain when it comes to letting go of all of that conditioning that actually doesn't serve us, but still our egos want to hold on to because it's what's familiar, mm -hmm. right? And even me, you know, like after being in the path for like almost five years now, I still have days where I'm just learning a new thing about myself or I'm stepping into my next level of what where my soul wants to take me and that brings up so much still like right now um so I've recently gotten married in Mexico as you probably know but I'm planning my um wedding celebration with my parents and my family and friends back oh, in wow. Spain and the whole planning, the whole organizing, trying to please everyone, you know, trying to consider everyone, it's really bringing up a lot for me because there is still a lot of conditioning around what a wedding should be, you know, what mm -hmm. a wedding means. And like my spiritual self is like, oh my gosh, I'm just so past this. <laughs> I'm so past <laughs> these like illusions. But then at the same time, like, I live in a human body, right? And I'm trying to mm -hmm. uh, uh, communicate and live and um, continue to nourish my relationships with <laughs> other people in my life that are not on the spiritual path. And that's, I think that's a beautiful dance, um, but it, it involves pain in terms of realizing what's not yours and perhaps having to let go of what's not yours and, and the pain uh, of losing that familiarity and yeah I'm wondering if if your journey of awakening and deconditioning was painful which I'm sure you had moments of pain um can you walk us through a little bit of what that looked like for you yeah thank you Natalia I love that you're sharing that um because it is it is so true that you know we take on this conditioning and we identify with it and um, you know, it's really not who we are. And it is like that constant death and rebirth over and over and over again. And it's like the more, the more love and the more light and the more awareness we bring in, the more that we see like, oh no, like I didn't even know, you know? Um, so definitely I think it can be really painful. Um, especially if, if we're clinging or we're kind of stuck in our ways and I'm a Taurus, so I can be very stubborn. And I'm like, no, this is how it is. And I'm right. And, you know, but if we can 
allow that gentle surrender and, and let go so much more can open, but definitely, um, you know, I, my senior year in college, I was two months away from graduating and my plan was to go to med school. And then I found the breath work and, you know, I knew in my heart, I didn't really want to go to med school, but I was like, you know, I want to help people. I don't really know how else to. And um, so I found the breath work and I knew my very first session, you know, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to share with the world. Like this works. And um, I told my parents, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to med school. I'm going to Costa Rica and I'm going to start my training and this is what I'm going to do. And they were like, what? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you can't pay bills doing that or, you know, and, but that's what my heart was asking for. And um, yeah, so just surrendering. I think it, it takes so much faith too and trust, you know, that these things that arise um, that we have to let go of, you know, that it's safe, that it's safe to let go. Mm. And it's safe to surrender into love. Um, mm. yeah yeah the universe tends to reward the brave yes absolutely yeah, yeah. well I think yeah I think it's it's super beautiful what you shared and um how when you found the breath you just clicked you knew this was what you were meant to do and I again resonate with you in that because when I did my first breathwork session with Alan Dolan, who is my mentor, I knew you are going to be my mentor. You are going to teach me. Mm -hmm. And at that time, he he didn't even had his mentorship open. He was just thinking about doing it. So it's incredible how our intuitions and source speak to us. Um, and this came in a moment in my life when I was ready to pivot and uh, moving mm -hmm. to the healing profession so it was beautiful um so most of the listeners probably know that I am a breath healer and I work with conscious connected breathing but I want you to tell us a bit more about the type of breath work that you teach um what was your experience uh when you were training because uh you've trained with clarity breath work whom I've also trained with and I obviously know the, the facilitators and I know their method and I love, I love them with all my heart, but I know that you've got a really close connection with them. So I, I want you to tell us what that, what that was like for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really resonate with what you're saying about um, when you, you met your mentor, you knew you know, and that's exactly how it was for me as well. Um, it's just that instant recognition. And I think I actually, um, when I got to Pachamama for my training, I, my mom was really worried. She hadn't heard from me. I was in a foreign country by myself and she was like calling the front office. And um, my, my two, my teachers, Dana and Ashana, um, they like, call my mom they're like she's okay and then they were like okay like we're your moms now and I was like yep <laughs> like um it was just a really beautiful soul recognition but yeah um the breathwork that I teach is called clarity breathwork and we like to say it's it's like the feminine version of Wim Hof or these other more intense holotropic breaths um, and this gives space for uh, more of a process and the ability to help people unravel um, what's going on within them and trauma and birth material and all these emotions and conditioning that we hold within. Um, and it's really powerful because, you know, you can go through years of therapy and not get super far because um, you're working with the mind and the breath work is definitely a somatic experience which is really helpful because they're finding you know that so much of the healing 
needs to happen in the body because all of these emotions and memories and experiences are still in the cells of our body. So we're kind of walking around in life and um, seeing reality like from like with projections of our past experiences, basically. Um, and the breath work really helps to move that out. Um, yeah, and one of the main things that we focus on is birth material. So in saying birth material, um, it's kind of about like the way that we came into the world. And as little babies, this is our first experience of the world um, is our birth. And we kind of adopt um, beliefs about the world through that experience. And then they sit in our subconscious for such a long time. And, you know, like if it wasn't safe at our birth, we might be going through the world and thinking we're not safe. And then we're creating these situations where, oh my gosh, it's not safe to, you know, make sure that this belief in our mind is fulfilled um, by the world around us. So it really brings awareness to the subconscious and helps us have the ability to unravel that and then write a new story. That's the biggest thing is we get to choose a new story. Um, that's why I love this work. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's so beautiful. I think you've put it together in such a beautiful way. And yeah, the, the breath technique that I do is very similar to clarity breath work. And then perhaps because of my own way of teaching, I've also adopted that more feminine, gentle way of working with my clients just because I think it's so needed to um, give people a loving, safe space to be held. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I really loved from when I did the clarity breath work was to to feel so safe and loved in all that I was. <laughs> and um, I often, um, yeah, I often leave all of these trainings with tears in my eyes because it's like going back into the womb and having like a proper rebirth, you know? And then right. you're, you're have to step out into the world that as fantastic and wonderful as it is, it's not always that pretty and, and safe and beautiful. Um, mm -hmm obviously we're very capable to walk in down this earth and down this world but it's just um to make a point of how beautiful and safe these spaces are uh so yeah so tell us a bit more about how your breathwork journey inspired you to change your life and yeah create what, you, what you're creating right now Mm, yeah. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, you know, just even thinking of like how to answer that question, it's just like I get flashes like so much has shifted um, since my training and since finding the breath. And I think it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about like coming home to yourself is that so much unraveled and then I was really able to get in touch with my truth, like the truth and my heart and my spirit and begin to follow that um, and live a life in that way, which meant, um, you know, just really coming home to my sensitivity um, as an empathetic being and learning how to honor that and to navigate the world as a sensitive being um, because all of these like barriers of protection um, were taken off. So then I had to learn, you know, how do I navigate? Um, and yeah, just so much healing occurred uh, in my training. And I really had to trust and surrender because so much was unraveling. I think it, my training was one of the first places in my life that like you said, you feel so safe. You feel like, you know, you can just be in your complete rawness and just be so seen and you're going to be loved no matter what. I had never met that kind of unconditional love before. 
Um, so, so much was able to come to light um, regarding my relationship with myself and with my parents and those around me and the world around me. Um, so it just really began to shift how I saw the world and what I wanted to do in the world. Um, and while I was down in Costa Rica taking my training, I was living in a little hut with no walls and a little casita. And that in itself just reconnected me so much to the earth and to my body. And, um, you know, there's no Wi-Fi out there. There's no TVs. There's no distractions. And so I just, I really had to be with myself and I got to feel held by the earth and the mother and these two divine mothers, my brother teachers. Um, and it's just really motivated me to help others um, find that within themselves and, and walk their own path, whatever that looks like, you know? I always um, think it's funny, like people think that, you know, if, if you're spiritual, you can't like party or you can't do this, or you can't do that. And that's not what it is. Spirituality is about, you know, knowing yourself in every moment and tuning into your body's wisdom and, and moving from that place. So, and accepting, accepting where you're at and where you're called and what your life looks like. Yeah. Mm, thank you for that beautiful answer. I, yeah, I can really see um, all of the shifts since I met you in Pachamama and you were, you know, helping our teachers and really stepping into your role as a facilitator and how far you've come only like one year from that point and I'm really excited to see where you end up and where you go um, but I one thing that resonated that rings a bell for me because I am also a very sensitive human being um, I'm also psychic medium I'm a channel and interestingly enough I tend to attract a lot of women in my life that are the same but perhaps mm -hmm. are not quite tuned into their own sensitivity just yet. So I'm wondering how was that awakening for you and what are the recommendations you have for our listeners who might be feeling this is their area for growth and they don't even know when, 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 where to start? Yeah, absolutely. Um... I think it started for me um, like just allowing my sensitivity because my whole life I was told that I was too sensitive and to toughen up and to stop crying and all these things. And I really began to, you know, see my sensitive nature as a negative thing. Um, and then I was in like this very sweet and loving space and finally meeting other people who are very sensitive and um, they helped me know that it was okay. And I just remember just like crying like for days and meeting all these feelings within myself, like, oh my gosh, is it okay that I'm crying? Is it okay that I'm feeling all of this, you know? And actually getting to allow my internal experience and my expression um, to live through me. And I think in doing that and meeting ourselves in that way, um, it allows us to trust ourselves and what we're feeling and then to, you know, move forward with that, with that wisdom and knowledge in the body and also our intuition. Um, and yeah, it's, it's such a precious gift, our sensitivity, especially as women, you're saying you attract a lot of women who are, are tuning in and um yeah, it's, it's safe to allow it. It's safe to open to it. And I would say too, you know, you're not going to be given more than you can handle at any given time. And if you do find yourself, you know, blown open psychically, you know, you're feeling too much around you or you're tapped into things you don't want to be, there are so many tools to help us, you know, anchor it back in and unplug and clear our energy. Um, even just through visualization. So I think that's really important, but 
Yeah, I would encourage everyone to open to their sensitivity and their psychic gifts because they are their, their gifts and we all have them. And when we can learn how to use them, um, I really think that magic begins to unfold. You know, the more we follow our intuition, like the stronger it gets and the more synchronicities we see and the more we're guided and supported and you just get kind of into this, this flow and it's like, ooh, life is magic. <laughs> Yes, I love that. I really love that because that's how I feel as well, right? Like the more that I listen to what I'm feeling, that I allow my emotions, the more that I follow my intuition and take the steps forward, trusting what my guides are showing me, even when it doesn't make sense. Like I always meet these amazing experiences that Mm -hmm. I didn't even see coming. And all I can say is like, wow, my life is amazing. Like it couldn't be better. I'm, I'm just blown away by it. And it's so unique. It, you, and, and it's better than what you could possi- possibly imagine. Yes, exactly. Most fun. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. It's like, when you just like follow your guidance into the unknown, it is, it's pure magic and it is better than anything you could like create with the mind, you know? Mm, Yeah. And I love the um, part of your journey was psychedelics and plant medicine, because that's definitely played a role in my life in the past five years and more recently in the last year within um, the global pandemic, actually, I I have dived into psychedelics and plant medicine in a way that I didn't even know it was possible. And again, it was all guided through my intuition and it was all planned in the perfect way. And I'm curious to learn more about your experience and learn more about how you think plant medicine and breathwork have complemented each other Mm. in terms of your journey yeah yeah that's an awesome question because they really do complement each other as I'm sure you know and um, have experience for yourself like I think that the breath work is a really powerful tool that can facilitate these experiences that are very similar to taking psychedelics which is why it's awesome for people who maybe don't feel safe taking them or have a medical condition where they can't um, or can't find them don't have access to them and the breath definitely takes us to the same place and brings us the same awareness and the same sort of healing Um, and in saying that I mean I've I've had breathwork sessions that have been more powerful than ayahuasca and then I've had ayahuasca ceremonies that have been more powerful than breath and you know it's different every time and for every person um but I I would also say that breathwork is really helpful in the integration of plant medicine ceremonies um I think that breathwork is really important because you know, you can really trust where your breath is taking you. It's never going to take you anywhere you don't need to go. And it's really, really gentle. Um, And sometimes in plant medicine ceremonies, we can get totally just blasted open. And of course, we can trust that too, right? It's all part of the journey. Um, But the breath is definitely more gentle. So combining the two is really great because um, you know, if, if you go on this huge journey and you're struggling to process it, I've found that the breath work can help break it down and so that we can integrate it. Because sometimes plant medicine ceremonies are, are a little hard to integrate because so much happens in however many hours we're mm-hmm. on the medicine, right? And then we can kind of slow it down and pick the pieces apart and put the puzzle back together through the breath. Mm. Yeah, that, that was a beautiful explanation. And I'm being reminded of this infographic that my husband did um, about altered state of, states of consciousness and how, you know, it, there is a lot of 
potential for healing in these states, but we need to introduce ourselves into these states slowly, right? Like for, for mm-hmm. someone who's never done breath work, maybe they start with a little meditation or they right. go for float tank therapy, you know, they start amplifying their senses, they start to connect with mind, body, spirit, and then they perhaps try mushrooms or they try medicines that are a bit more gentle, right? And they go up um, to ayahuasca, peyote, iboga. And in that scale, at, before the plant medicine, I would put breath work, right? So mm-hmm. more gentle practices like meditation, float tank, yoga to begin, then maybe breath work, <laughs> and then yes. go up into mushrooms, uh, cannabis, ayahuasca, iboga, because these medicines are really really powerful ceremonial tools that always should be used in in the right setting with the right practitioners and yeah I think we I agree with you right when you do uh plant medicine there's so much healing that's gonna happen at so many levels that it's hard to even comprehend for our human minds and the breath can help to integrate and to um bring the teachings back into our daily life right because that's what we want whenever we're doing any type of healing we just want to improve our lives like our daily life right like if you're suffering with anxiety you want to learn how to manage that on a daily basis so you can feel better or if you are grieving a past lover or someone that's passed on in your life you're going to want to integrate that grief process uh, slowly in your daily life so that you can um let it go and start feeling better so i think all of these medicines are beautiful and i definitely think that breath work is the most accessible and Mm -hmm. for how accessible it is i think it's really powerful (laughs) like like it's it's priceless it's just so incredible and um yeah and, and that's why i love to just share the breath and talk to other breath work practitioners and I also mm. wanna, I want to make an like uh, an, an another. I want to make a note on coming back to the sensitivity piece when we do breath work, because it's uh, such a powerful medicine and it clears our system from all of these limiting beliefs and all traumas and all of the things that we've been carrying for so long, maybe from childhood or even from past lives. It also creates a space and opens the door for that sensitivity to appear where perhaps there wasn't any space for it to appear before. Mm -hmm. And then it also even increases your gifts, right? So if you're a woman or a man and you're, you know, you know, you're sensitive, you're connected to nature, you're connected to um, the world around you and you know you can take that deeper you don't necessarily need to do it through meditation you can have a breathwork session and start to have those experiences where you're connecting with your higher self when you're receiving information from other sources right like your guides or ancestors that are communicating with you so that was one of the most beautiful and fun pieces of my own awakening with the breath was to open up to the world of spirit and mm. to the world of like energy really understanding my my chakras and what's going on in my energy field and that's one of the things that I love about the way that you teach breath work because I feel like you really integrate you know the energetics of of the human body with the breath with which is something I don't think many breath workers do and I think it's so important I feel like it's advanced technology we're starting to access within our own bodies and if everyone was aware of these components within their own bodies right like what's going on in my aura what's going on in each of my chakras and then using the breath to like self-regulate and clear and come back to center we would we would have a different type of human walking around <laughs> right right oh yes thank you so much for sharing that I I totally agree and it is it's such a key component that 
like you're saying, maybe we're not even aware of, you know, until we allow that sensitivity to open. Um, but once we do, we can, we can use our sensitivity to empower ourselves in that way by working with our energy, by noticing, you know, um, what's going on in our field, um, what we're plugged into, what's going on in our energy centers, and how to bring balance to those areas, and also how to use the breath to do that as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because the breath is the vehicle for life to move through us, right? And we are just this beautiful system manifested in this world, and the breath is what's giving it um, movement, is what's giving it life. And I guess to give an example to our listeners, and maybe you want to share an example after me, but uh, sometimes if I'm feeling myself being emotional, really upset, or something is not right in my life, instead of avoiding those feelings and thoughts, what I will do is do a little breath with myself, right? Like I'll breathe for 20 minutes or so, so that I can start to allow those emotions to process in quite in my mind and through these um, self-care practice I allow a lot of the thoughts that are causing me that internal pain that mm -hmm. I am not quite aware of where that pain is coming from I allow those thoughts to arise and then I can address that thought I can see where it's coming from um, perhaps which chakra it is attached to, right? Is it a root chakra? Is it coming from my past? Or is it my throat chakra? Am I not communicating something in my life? And then once I have that awareness, I can let, let those thoughts go and heal my, my uh, patterns that are coming up. And I can just have the freedom to choose differently and honor what's present. And I think that process of being with ourselves and um, helping ourselves understand what's going on with us is something nobody teaches us in school. And mm -hmm. this is something that not only sensitive people deal with, right? Like anyone that's having a weird day, anyone who's like randomly upset, something is going on with you that you are not yeah. in alignment and that's not to judge obviously like life is 50 50 we're going to spend half of the time in joy and then half of the time we'll be experiencing other things that need to be also experienced through our vessels because we're in this human 3d 4d reality where duality is part of the a realm we're in right now so we you know we're going to experience joy and pain we're going to experience you know mm -hmm. happiness and sadness and all of it is beautiful but I think what makes it even more beautiful is when we learn how to navigate it so that we can see the bigger picture and that gives us fulfillment that gives us um, hope that everything that's happening is okay and that we're always safe Oh, yeah, I totally love what you're sharing. And I totally agree too. And, and just honor your awareness and your self care practice and what you're saying about, you know, we would have a different type of human in the world if we all did that. And you're right, it's not taught in school, like we're not taught how to manage our emotions or love ourselves. And, and so it's really, you know, like integrating these tools, like you're saying, it's so important. And I love um, what you're sharing about tuning into, you know, like letting the emotions process and then finding the thought and then where it's coming from, because I feel that that's like the key to healing ourselves, like on all levels, like mind, body, spirit, because then you're finding, you know, like, okay, I'm feeling this and what thought here is feeling that. And then how is my energy out of balance because of that thought and emotion? And then okay, now, like, how is my body reacting? And what is, you know, is there like, imbalance in the nervous system or um, the digestive system, whatever it is. So I really, I really like that you shared that. Because I think it's so important. The awareness of the connection of all three. Yeah, totally. And this brings me back to what we said in the beginning about healing and 
deconditioning and the pain that it can cause, right? So if we are all consciousness and consciousness is always evolving, it's always growing. So that means that we're always going to be shifting and moving forward and different, different pieces of our lessons that we need to learn are going to come up. And then I think a lot of people resist the lessons and mm. resist feeling the pain of having to deal with that lesson, but then also live in a reality where that problem rules their life and they mm -hmm. feel like quite stuck. So I think maybe for our listeners will be just so useful to consider, okay, what, what in my life seems to be not working? Where am I feeling stuck? Where are the darker places where I'm avoiding to go into because I'm like afraid of what I'm going to find and I don't want to sit with myself and perhaps look at my thoughts because they seem scary and they can be mm -hmm. scary, right? Because some of our thoughts just causes so much pain. Um, but yeah, that's why I think we need to encourage these beautiful souls to have the... Uh, knowing that they can use some tools to to support them in the journey of awakening and, uh, and I think this is also really funny because I always say oh yeah you know the awakening journey and of course like more spiritually uh, aware people are going to resonate with that term but the interesting thing is that we're all awakening we're all always evolving right. whether we are spiritually aware of not or not Just, just any human is going to go through life, right? Like become a child, grow up, um, then reach a point where they're ready to move out of home and they're ready to separate from their families and build their own families and they're going to explore the world and find their own purpose and then perhaps have children, change roles, you know, become parents and then grow and then keep growing and age and have to deal with aging and then become grandparents. So even if you're not interested in spirituality at all, you are evolving. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And it's so true. Like even like you're saying, if you're not into spirituality or if you're not even aware of what's happening or the process that's taking place or the cycle of your life that you're in, it's happening anyways, you know? And a lot of times healing does happen that way like we think you know like healing is like all love and light and I love myself now and it's all good and and that's not necessarily what healing looks like you know it is what you're saying like going into these these darker places and and finding what's there and feeling them and letting them you know be seen and meeting them with our love and you know, just finding self-acceptance rather than trying to change or censor, you know, who we are. Um, yeah, and and I, I get that a lot too, what you're saying, you know, like people, I get people saying like, oh, I'm, I'm too scared. I don't know what I'll find. And, and it's just all to be met with our love, you know, and, and it's safe. It's safe to, to go there, to be vulnerable, to feel what's there and And to open your heart to those places in yourself. And I think that's a really key part. I think people can get really caught up in trying to embody like a spiritual facade or, um, you know, just staying in the light and only finding the light and being light. And, and really, I just, I think it's so important to become whole and, and to let all parts of ourselves come home, you know, even the perceived ugly ones or the angry and upset and depressed ones too you know mm, they're all welcome here <laughs> yes they are all welcome yeah and this brings me back to my memories of you know being at Pachamama with you and Ashana and Dana and how I perceive the clarity breathwork to be this portal for unconditional love to be poured into people and to really awaken people into their hearts and 
maybe to clarify for our listeners, you know, the conscious connected breathing that I do focuses more on belly breathing. And we also work with the heart space, but not all the time. So mm-hmm. it's more about, you know, really um, becoming embodied and unpacking all of your trauma and make, making sure you're dealing with your needs. And then we move people more up to the heart, right? Like, okay, now open your heart and, you know, follow your life purpose or whatever people need to go. But one of the things that the clarity breath work is that they go straight for the heart, right? So you take a mm-hmm. deep breath and they focus a lot on really just bringing people into their hearts. And I think that's fabulous. And I love to join your circles or, you know, work with other clarity breath work practitioners when I really need that type of medicine um Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm just curious to um learn a bit more if you're open to sharing about how being so close with your teachers has really impacted your life and helped you become you know the person you are right now and where you see yourself going in the future Yeah, I feel so eternally blessed for the relationship that I hold with my teachers. Um, and they truly, they truly are like my soul mothers. Um, and yeah, I just feel so blessed because as a young woman, I just turned 24 to have such empowered, embodied, heart-centered women in my life with all of these tools um, to help navigate in the physical realm has been so crucial to my growth, to my path, to even being able to arrive where I am now um, in Hawaii and also just in the person that I am. And it's something so, so special that it's hard to put into words. Um, And I think it's something that our uh, generation and society has has lost, Um, the passing down of this wisdom from the elders, um, because we have that that mother maiden crone trinity going on here. Um, And we've all just been able to to teach one another and love one another and just show up as as sisters and mothers and grandmothers and friends and daughters. And um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without them. Um, I had been living with them for the last six months and that in itself was so potent and so powerful and so, so fun and um, just really transformational um, to one, you know, like see these, these beings who are so, so powerful, such amazing teachers and to see them, you know, in their complete humanness and embracing all of the humanness and um, just knowing them in that way at a deeper level and also being able to be seen in, in that way at a deeper level in myself and um yeah it's it's definitely been like a, a huge power assist I don't I'm struggling to put it into words because it just blows my mind and I'm so grateful but yeah it really inspires me you know to also empower other younger women because what we need are these positive examples of embodied women in their power and you know we have all these other celebrities and and whatnot on social media um you know posing however they do or like saying these things and writing this music and um I've just been so blessed to have like really really real authentic um sensitive women in my life and it's also been a gift because in terms of my sensitivity and um you know the wisdom that I channel and what I resonate with I had never found anyone else 
who I resonated with at that level um, until I met Ashana and we definitely have a very deep connection in that way, which I'm grateful for. Cause I think it's important to have allies in that way who, who understand your sensitivity and your path. And yeah, they both bring such different and yet potent medicine. Um, yeah, I wish I could put it into words better, but. Oh, I think you, you've given a good, a good, good, um, fair opinion and explanation of your experience. And thank you so much for sharing. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Like we have lost our passing of information through the elders. We have dismissed the elders in our community. Um, and also we have this, this combined with, you know, the, lo the lost of our shamanic awareness mm -hmm. that all cultures had in the past, not just the South American and Native American cultures, right? All, all continents have shamanic medicine and we've just lost so much of that. So it feels like with Ashana and Dana, you've sort of gained both, right? Like these embodied women who are supporting you as a woman, but they're also supporting you in your like shamanic awakening mm -hmm. of this new way of being on planet earth that it doesn't have to be you know numbed and running around the city <laughs> you know trying to like go somewhere and like make a living doing a job that makes no sense and it's not good for right. the planet but instead to you know land it you know connection to the earth connection to the universe connection to spirit connection to god is all very 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 important and um I think that's one of the things that perhaps we have in common, right? Like we are sort of birthing this new consciousness as we are speaking here and with the work we're doing and with the path we're walking and our own journeys. So yeah, that's super cool. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm. Oh, well, Danny, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, is there anything else that you feel like your soul wants to express before we wrap up this conversation? Mm. There is one last thing that is wanting to be expressed, and I'm honestly not even sure where it's going to go, but... Um, I just feel called to, I know this doesn't have to do with breath work, but I just want to bring um, awareness to uh, the dolphins. And <laughs> I have a very strong connection with them here. And that's actually why I moved out here. And um, just, you know, what's happening on our planet and the environment and um, just all these like precious little sea creatures that and land animals too that have so much medicine and so much wisdom for us and just saying um, a prayer, you know, for our earth and asking anyone who's listening to do whatever they can to help our earth and all beings on it. And yeah, I guess that's the last thing I would want to share. I, I guess the dolphins are initiating this prayer. They're kind of like <laughs> nudging me with their nose like, hey, listen. <laughs> That is so beautiful and I've seen all your beautiful pictures on Instagram so for anyone who's listening go to Dani's Instagram she's got amazing pictures underwater with all the beautiful sea creatures in Hawaii oh I think is this is so interesting because um I have a strong connection with deer medicine mm. so I keep seeing a lot of deer coming to like since I got to the U.S. like I've got several deer that ha have come to two of the Airbnbs I've stayed in here Aww. and also like um, when I was in England before traveling um, Rich and I were walking through Richmond Park uh, where there are deer I know that sounds mm -hmm. crazy but <laughs> there are lots of deer there and <laughs> um, we were just it was so funny because we were taking pictures um, and there was a big bush behind us and as we were taking the selfie a big stock just like 
came from the bush like oh it just it, it must have been resting or something and then it just came up and I was like okay this is gonna mean something so I totally say aho to your prayer let's bring ourselves back to the mother work with the medicine that she has to offer and um, do whatever is in our hands to protect her and nourish her and connect with the animals and treat everyone with so much love. Mm, thank you, Natalia. Oh, it's such a pleasure to connect with you in this way. Such a pleasure to have you. I could talk for hours. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, before we wrap up, so if our listeners want to connect with you, what it's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah. Um, so you could definitely find me on Instagram, what you were saying. Um, my at is Danny M. Rem. So D-A-N-I-M-R-H-E-M. And then you can also um, head over onto my website and check stuff out there. Um, subscribe to my newsletter, sign up for my email list. And that is violetlighthealing222. Dot com um, and you can also find me on Facebook too I think it's just Danny Ram like Clarity Breathwork practitioner and yeah even if you're not in Hawaii or wherever you are in the world I also hold online groups and private sessions so whatever you're needing if you feel called awesome thank you so much for sharing and I will put all the links in the show notes so that people can find you awesome thank you so much thank you so much Danny. <laughs> bye bye thank you for listening to the whole episode with Danny rem i hope that you are feeling inspired after this conversation and perhaps curious or even ready to begin your own awakening journey through the power of breathwork. If that is the case, I have got really good news for you. The enrollment for the Holistic Awakening Program, which is my one-to-one life coaching and breathwork immersion, is now open for enrollment through May and June. And I am offering a beautiful 10% discount for those of you enrolling before the 21st of June. The Holistic Awakening program is my signature offer, is uh, my private container where I take women through their own process of healing and deconditioning and awakening to their fullest feminine potential through the power of breathwork, of course. So yeah, if this is something that it's calling you and that you're feeling curious about exploring you can message me directly at natalia at nataliaolcoaching.com or over on instagram at breathchica thank you again for listening to the podcast i hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you share the episode if you feel called to with friends family and even on social media to help spread this message of healing and breathwork awakening to more people. And with that, I will leave you for today. Have a wonderful day, whatever you are, and I will see you in our next episode. Lots of love.